0: Welcome to The Science of Healthy Weight Loss with Dr. Stanley K. Bernstein, a podcast that will demystify, deconstruct, and detail the journey to healthy weight loss and a healthier you. Dr. Bernstein has made it his life work to study the science of healthy weight loss. Over the past 50 years, his program has helped hundreds of thousands of people lose millions of pounds of excess weight and restore their health. Through his methods, his patients can lose up to 20 pounds every month, which can help improve their associated medical problems and even get some people off their medications altogether. Our series examines all the angles of losing weight properly, how the science works, the health benefits, why support is so important, how to keep those pounds from creeping back on, and much more. We thank you for joining us. Now, let's start losing weight. We've covered a lot of ground over the past six episodes, such as what foods to buy, how to prepare and portion them. We dove into the science of healthy weight loss. We learned how weight loss has a dramatic positive impact on medical issues. We talked about fad diets. We touched on how to stay motivated and heard some heartwarming success stories and so much more. On this episode, questions and answers with Dr. Bernstein. We've gone through the archives and have come up with a few frequently asked questions that have been asked over the years. In a one-on-one conversation with Dr. Bernstein, we'll get answers to questions that you may have about losing weight and about Dr. Bernstein's program. So let's get started. Dr. Bernstein, your diet is very specific about types of foods and the portions to be consumed and recommends avoiding highly processed and fast foods. How does the program accommodate those with a busy lifestyle? You know, for example, those who frequently travel or are always on the go.
1: First of all, the diet is very specific with the types of proteins we allow and the vegetables and the breads and the fruit that we allow, portion control as well as the specific quality of these vegetables and foods. Someone who is very busy, we teach them how to prepare foods for the rest of the day so that they can have good, proper control. We have patients eating a protein serving by the time they've had lunch and another protein for dinner. If they're very busy, say, active at work, we will teach them how to prepare a lunch to take with or a dinner to take with. We teach them what to order in a restaurant if they have to be out, so how to order the proper foods. For instance, if they're ordering, say, a piece of chicken, we want it to be the chicken breast. We want to make sure that it's grilled properly at the restaurant with no oils and the skin is taken off before they prepare it. We tell the patient to ask what sort of vegetables are being served and make sure they're getting the right amounts and the right type of vegetables and to tell the waiter they don't want any sauces on any of the foods. They can use balsamic vinegar and say lemon for flavoring on salads or some of the vegetables. And patients find it very easy to accommodate wherever they are. We also have some protein bars that have been made just for our specific protein content and carbohydrate content so that they can use this as a substitute for a cooked meal.
0: So no matter how much someone is constantly on the go, it seems like there really are no excuses. It's pretty straightforward.
1: Very easy for someone to stay strict on the diet. Yes, we have to teach them what to do. We have recipes and guidelines in our recipe book explaining how someone can eat in a restaurant, how they can do shopping to prepare food so that they can take something with to work. And it makes it very easy for people to do that.
0: Staying on the topic of foods then, how would someone who is, let's say, a vegetarian, be able to incorporate their dietary requirements with the food allowed on your
1: program? We have specific recipes and specific foods that we have vegetarians stick to. We can supply proper amounts of vegetables, the low-carbohydrate vegetables, and adequate amounts of protein. Their vegetable proteins, like beans, lentils, Portion control is important, but vegetarians can do the diet and get proper nutrition while they're doing our program, and we've been treating many of them for many, many years.
0: Dr. Bernstein, we touched on this in a previous episode, specifically pertaining to fad diets.
1: With the RDX full stomach reducing plan, lose excess weight.
0: Today we're talking about the fastest growing weight loss program in history. Introducing the all new. Millions of people just like you have lost weight. So can you elaborate on the poor long-term results of many fad diets and how they contribute to rebound weight gain?
1: Rebound weight gain is... What happens when someone goes on a diet, they lose a certain amount of weight, and then when they try to eat normally again, no matter how careful they are, their body regains some of the weight they lost, some or all of it. Now, to create rebound weight gain, someone has to lose weight improperly without being in good control so that some of the weight they lose is muscle protein, fluids, electrolytes. This is where you'll see people on their diet lose some weight off their face and neck and chest instead of totally off waist, hip, and thigh area. And depending on how fast or slowly they lose, between 25 and 75% of the weight they lose is lean body mass. And so if you, say, lose 40 pounds on a diet program, between 10 and 30 pounds is normal, healthy tissue. Then when you stop dieting and try to eat normally again, your body is deficient in some of the elements it's lost, some of the protein, muscle wasting, fluids are lost, cells shrink, and important vitamins and minerals are lost, sodium, potassium, calcium, magnesium, etc. So when you start eating normally or try to after the weight loss, your body reabsorbs the fluids, takes extra protein from the protein you're eating, rebuilds the protein in the cellular structure and the muscle structure that it lost. And this constitutes a weight gain from putting back the tissue you lost. That's what's called a rebound weight gain. Now, unfortunately, if someone, say, lost 20 pounds of normal tissue, they don't just put back the 20 pounds. The body reabsorbs some of the fats that you're eating as part of the nutritional aspect, and they may rebound all of the weight they lost.
0: Specifically then, how does your program ensure this doesn't happen?
1: 99% of the weight loss, 98% of the weight loss is stored fatty tissue. Our patients do not lose muscle or protein. They lose minimal amounts of fluid. Maybe 1% or 2% of the weight loss is water because the cells shrink and the fluid content disappears and they don't need that anymore. And so when my patients are at their goal, if they've lost 40 pounds... They've lost about 39 pounds of fat and a pound of fluid retention. And so at that point, their metabolic status is normal and healthy. They have no deficiencies. And once we teach them how to reintroduce foods again and eat normally with normal portion control, they only eat what they need to live on and they do not reabsorb anything else They haven't lost the muscle or protein or fluids, and so there's nothing to be reabsorbed. And so they maintain their weight. Our patients do not get rebound weight gain. The important aspect is to lose properly, lose only fat stores, and then learn how to eat on maintenance for someone who's at a lower weight.
0: Let's shift our attention now to something that I'm sure many can relate to, PMS. Can losing weight on your program help those who suffer chronically with PMS?
1: Very definitely. They find that when they get on our diet with the vitamins and minerals, blood glucose levels are stable. That helps the PMS with very mild symptoms. We occasionally have to check their hormone levels. And we find that the use of vitamin B, especially vitamin B6, has been shown to be very helpful for women with PMS. And we may give patients a higher dose of the B vitamins to accommodate their fluctuating hormone levels. We find that within two or three weeks of being on our diet and being in ketosis and breaking our fat down with the extra vitamins, PMS symptoms either disappear or they're extremely minimal. Being in ketosis with the extra vitamins makes a very nice difference. And as I mentioned, sometimes hormone supplements on a short-term basis is required, maybe a month or so, that's it.
0: Next question is, how much weight will a patient need to lose before they begin to notice a difference in their health?
1: This varies from patient to patient. Generally, that depends on how many symptoms they have and what diseases they have when they come to visit us. As a general rule, within one week of being on the diet, the patients are in ketosis. They've lost between four and five pounds off their body mass. They've lost about an inch off their waistline. They are not hungry. Now, patients who are having complications like hypertension and problems with blood pressure fluctuating, with stabilizing their metabolism at the end of one or two weeks, they're finding headaches disappear. They don't go through low blood pressure or high blood pressure symptoms. We're monitoring that with the patient throughout the diet as well. We find that diabetics are more stable and they don't get low blood sugar situations on the program. So there's no lightheadedness or dizziness or or fatigue. And so they end up feeling comfortable within two weeks for sure. Patients with migraine, they notice improvement within two weeks of being on the program. Much fewer headaches and very, very mild headaches as opposed to severe ones. If they've been taking medication for migraine, generally within two weeks, they don't need the medications anymore that's a nice benefit of the extra B vitamins and being in a state of ketosis. And the important aspect is we're monitoring these symptoms with the patients right from day one. So if there's any issue, we can deal with it on a day-by-day basis if we need.
0: You just mentioned the benefit of the extra vitamins. So continuing with vitamins, your diet includes vitamin injections. What are those vitamins and why not just take them orally?
1: Well, the vitamins that we inject are combinations of the B vitamins. Vitamin B6 and vitamin B12 is the usual one, and we will often use a vitamin B complex, which has B1, B3, B6, B12 with it. The injectable vitamins get absorbed very rapidly through your stomach lining and get a high dose in your bloodstream immediately, within minutes after having the injection. We do have patients on oral vitamins as well, high doses of the B vitamins by mouth, but taking it just orally will not produce the same high blood level that comes by injection. So the injections make the blood levels of the vitamins quite high and it's the higher blood level that we clinically see helps the body break fat down at the rate we want four to five pounds per week. So people have tried our program without injections, but it doesn't give you the same effect at all. And again, they're very safe vitamins. High doses do not create any problems, and we have patients that are on injections for a long time, depending on how much weight they have to lose. If patients have to lose 200 pounds, for instance, they're on the program for a year and then go on to the maintenance level. But large doses, injectable three times a week, works very nicely, very safe, very healthy.
0: Your program has shown amazing results over the years. Is there any downside, any unhealthiness to losing weight too quickly?
1: The key of rapid weight loss, as I mentioned earlier when we talked about rebound problem, is not so much how fast you lose, but what you lose. If you're on a diet and you're losing muscle or protein, fluids, electrolytes that are important for your tissue, you will get symptoms of being tired, fatigued, lightheaded, dizziness, etc., That's what happens with most people when they try their own diet. They usually get full of symptoms within three-ish, four weeks, and they end up quitting. And the downside of that is lose too many electrolytes, and you're going to get low blood pressure symptoms. You're going to interfere with muscle function and complications of some underlying diseases like diabetes, hypertension, et cetera. So if you are on a diet and lose just fatty tissue, you will not create symptoms, And the faster you lose, the better, because you get healthier sooner. So the rate of loss is not important, it's really what you lose. And again, you wanna make sure you're burning only fatty tissue and that you take supplements to stay healthy and keep your metabolism working. And then you're totally free without symptoms.
0: You look great, hon. You look healthy. You look great. You look incredible. A very important aspect of your program is maintenance. Let's get into the maintenance program now and talk about it.
1: Once you go on a diet and lose weight, you start off heavier and you end up at a much lower level. So suppose, for example, we take a woman who's 200 pounds. When I get her down to her healthy level of say 130 or 40, at 130 pounds, I want her to eat like a person who's 130 pounds not 200 pounds and that person doesn't need the extra protein etc cetera, etc cetera, for someone who's tremored. So we teach them how to reintroduce first larger portions of the healthy food and then we add a little bit each week till they get up to eating most everything and at the same time we introduce some of the foods that we did not allow. I know that patients will want to have a piece of dessert once in a while. So we reintroduce a piece of dessert, say a piece of cake or some ice cream. It'll be small portions, and we'll do it, say, once every four or five days. And then we'll monitor that patient and find that, you know, we've introduced a little bit and your weight is still stable. The next week, we'll introduce a little more. And we get them back to eating most everything. Portion control is extremely important. You like cookies? You can have two cookies every couple of days not a box okay and if it's ice cream for dessert it'll be one scoop every four or five days it won't be a half a gallon okay but when patients are finding that they're at their goal they're healthy they're comfortable small amounts of these little desserts become very nice they enjoy it and they get the enjoyment out of a small portion same with alcohol Many patients want to go back to having a glass of wine once in a while, and we will tell them, yes, one glass of wine, and three days later, another, and then we'll monitor and see what happens. And if we see that you can have a glass of wine every three or four days, then we can try adding, say, a piece of dessert along with that. We like to follow our patients long-term on maintenance. We like monitoring them at least once a week, And I like monitoring for a year or longer. We have some patients we've been monitoring for four or five years. And we will carry them through things like holidays, vacation, where they may overindulge a little bit. And the important aspect is if they do go off and overindulge a little bit, we can see if they've gone up in weight for doing that.
0: That's a good point doctor. What happens if they do in fact gain when they've been on vacation?
1: If they have gone up five or six pounds or whatever, we will tell them come back on our program, get back down to your 130 pound goal and uh, continue with maintenance. It's a very practical way of living and some patients do a tune-up once or twice a year for five, seven, eight pounds or something like that, but they have good control over themselves, they stay in a healthy level.
0: Continuing with maintenance, what does it look like from the support of your team? Can you talk a little bit about that?
1: When they get on to maintenance, the nurses are also assessing their food diary. And when we say to the patients, you can add a little extra of one item or another, it gets recorded. And say after a week, the nurse can have a full picture of what the patients had to eat and what extras they've had. So the food monitoring and recording becomes important. And the patients provide the food diary for us all the time. We have some patients that we will ask them to pre-plan what they'd like to eat for a week or what they think they're going to eat. And so we can assess that before they even eat the foods and tell them, yes, this looks okay, or don't add this type of thing. So constant monitoring becomes very important. The nurses and physicians will watch patients very carefully. It's important. It also makes the patient accountable so that the patient knows that they're going to be checked, they're going to be assessed with what they're reading, portion control, et cetera. And urine sample testing is important for us. Ongoing blood work that we do with a patient while we're on a program, checking cholesterol levels, blood pressure readings, etc. Ongoing monitoring that we do throughout maintenance again, makes the patient accountable and reassures the patient when they see values improving and their health status improving. So our monitoring is very, very necessary.
0: Are there any final thoughts you wanna leave with listeners who have started to listen to your podcast and got to know you and the process better?
1: I think it's important to let everyone know that if you're overweight, yes, you can lose weight. Anybody can lose weight. A good healthy diet makes it easy for anybody. Whatever the medical complications you might have, be it diabetes, hypertension, sleep apnea, arthritis, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You can lose weight with good management. You can stay healthy and end up improving your lifestyle as well as your longevity. You know, I tell my patients when they're significantly overweight, as time goes, you'd like to spend time with your children and grandchildren and you'd like to be playing with them and not having them push you around in a wheelchair. God forbid you have a stroke or heart attack and live through it, or severe arthritis. You'd like to be up running around and playing with them and think about that being a very real potential. The big picture of living longer and living healthier is being at a healthy level with your weight and getting good management.
0: So what have you got to lose? We hope you've enjoyed this seven-episode podcast series, The Science of Healthy Weight Loss with Dr. Stanley K. Bernstein. We hope some of your questions have been answered in this episode and that the answers have empowered you with a better understanding of navigating the weight loss choices and offered some motivation to explore your options, including the Dr. Bernstein Diet. To learn more about healthy weight loss, visit www.drbdiet.com. That's drbdiet.com. Or email your questions to podcasts at drbdiet.com.